Welcome into the Galloway Podcast, episode 58. I'm your host, William Galloway. Today is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. The college football season rolls on in a much more normal week this week. Really excited for Alabama to take the field once again against Kentucky. That game is at 3 p.m. this Saturday. And after two weeks of no Crimson Tide football, they're back in action. Uh, Last week was a little bit of a dud. We'll get to that in what's new. We're talking with our guest today, Darren Hedrick of the Kentucky Sports Network. He's a studio host for the Kentucky Sports Network, does play-by-play for baseball and women's basketball on their radio network as well. So we'll talk to Darren previewing the Alabama-Kentucky game. And then, as we always do, we'll wrap up with around Alabama athletics and lots to talk about there as some fall seasons have come to a close. And the NBA draft is tonight. Where will Kyra Lewis go? We'll have a Quick uh, little discussion on that. That's all coming up here on episode 58 of the Galloway Podcast. Let's go ahead and get started. want to remind everybody that the Galloway Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. So check it out on those three platforms and tweet me at WM underscore Galloway if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or even recommendations about the podcast. Always appreciate any feedback. So here we go on the Galloway Podcast, episode 58 in What's New. We look back at last week and four out of seven games in the SEC were postponed. We had Vandy at Kentucky. Kentucky won that one 38-35. We'll talk about that game with Darren here in a couple moments. Florida versus Arkansas, that one in Gainesville. Felipe Franks returned to the Swamp, and Florida just crushed them 63-35. And then South Carolina at Ole Miss. If you haven't seen Lane Kiffin throw his play sheet up in the air, I recommend you get on that as soon as possible. That was a shootout, 59-42, Ole Miss winning that one, improving to 3-4 and four on the season. Now, what came out of that game significant? Well, Will Muschamp was quote-unquote relieved of his duties. Mike Bobo is now the interim head coach for the South Carolina Gamecocks, and sure, you can fire a coach in the middle of the season, in the middle of a pandemic. Is that going to solve your problem of not being a winning program? No, it's not. But if you need to see changes made, I don't know. I mean, South Carolina got a big win over Auburn, then they've lost, I think it's been three in a row, and they're being outscored. I think it's like 159 to 69. So they're being outscored by 90 points over the last three, I think three or four games. Obviously, Will Muschamp's not the dude for the job, and he's not there anymore, but I really don't know if firing your coach in the middle of the season is going to do anything. We'll have to see what Mike Bobo does. We look ahead to this week now, and only one game has been postponed so far, Ole Miss at Texas A&M. So we are on for six out of seven SEC games, LSU playing at Arkansas in an SEC West matchup. Florida travels to Vanderbilt. That's just going to be embarrassing to see Vanderbilt go 0-7 and Florida just dominate Vandy. We already know what's going to happen at that game. Those are both... 11 a.m. kickoffs, Florida at Vandy and LSU at Arkansas. As I said earlier, Kentucky versus Alabama is the 3 p.m. game on the SEC Network. At 6 p.m. on ESPN, Tennessee at Auburn should be a good one. And then Mississippi State at Georgia at 6.30 on the SEC Network. And then on the alternate channel, Missouri at South Carolina. So Mike Bobo gets his first cut as the interim head coach for South Carolina against Missouri at 6.30. 
a good lineup this weekend, and I'm just glad to see that we have more than three SEC games. Really interested to see what Mike Bobo does. Really interested to see how many points Florida can put up on Vanderbilt. Uh, and as I said multiple times, very excited for Kentucky at Alabama. So let's go ahead and kick it over to the interview with Darren Hedrick of the Kentucky Sports Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Darren underscore Hedrick. We're going to preview Alabama versus Kentucky Crimson Tide looking to stay perfect on the season, a 6-0 record, looking to go 7-0. Here's Darren Hedrick on episode 58 of the Galloway Podcast. I'm joined now by Darren Hedrick, a studio host for the Kentucky Sports Network, working for Athletics at Kentucky. Darren, how are you? Doing great, William. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Well, a big game coming up this weekend. Alabama returns to action in Tuscaloosa against the Kentucky Wildcats. And so let's just go ahead and jump right into it, Darren. When you look at this Alabama-Kentucky matchup, what stands out to you on both sides of the ball, specifically for Kentucky? Well, I think for Kentucky, the biggest thing, number one, is just like any team that's played Alabama this year, how do you slow down this Alabama offense with all the weapons that Mac Jones has around him? That's the big question for Kentucky. And the other side of it is how do you move the ball? The wide receivers for Kentucky, the passing game as a whole, has really struggled this year. They look good against Vanderbilt, but Alabama's not Vanderbilt. So, um, you know, it, it, how do you move the football and how do you slow down Alabama? Those are the keys for me. Uh, Kentucky's offensive line is very heralded, and they've done a nice job this year. They're going to have to figure out a way to protect Terry Wilson on Saturday. Terry Wilson's a guy that Coach Saban mentioned uh, Monday in his press conference, and I'm sure he'll mention tonight, Wednesday night, uh, again as well. The players know, you know, he's a dual-threat quarterback. Talk about his play and the challenges he presents for defenses, specifically this Alabama defense, who, if you look at historically, Alabama struggled against uh, quarterbacks that can do both run and pass. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's he's a dual-threat quarterback, and, and we've seen him – uh, really make big plays with his legs. Again, I'll take you back to the Vanderbilt game. Kentucky was facing a third and 27, and he gained 29 yards on a scramble in the first down. It led to a field goal that ultimately was the difference in that game. The passing game is still coming along. You know, I think early in the season for Terry, having to miss almost two years because of that injury, there was a little bit of rust there, but I've seen him shake that off. He looks better and better. Um, the passing game, though, is still the real concern. He's got a lot of young receivers out there. Josh Ali is somebody he's targeted a lot. But still, they need some more receivers to step up in that passing game and make some of the catches when Terry puts it on the money. I think of names like Johnny Manziel, Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, guys that are dual threat that have really given Alabama fits. And Terry Wilson is definitely one of those guys, as we just discussed. Defensively for Kentucky, you've got guys, uh, Watson, Joseph Davis, that mm -hmm. are leading the SEC in certain categories, such as, you know, Watson, four sacks. Joseph has three interceptions. Davis, Davis has got 73 tackles. Tell me about each of those guys in the Kentucky defense as a whole, because you talked about a key in stopping the Alabama offense. What do those guys do so well, and why have they been able to have so much success this year? Well, Brad White's defense just swarms to the football. Now, I will say that Coach Stoops has been a little irritated by his defense in the last couple of games. He commented in his press conferences this week that he feels like there are guys on defense 
waiting for someone else to make the play. And that that's a big issue right now. And so I, I think we're going to see them step up and, and rise to the challenge this weekend against Alabama. But, you know, when they are playing well, when they're doing things the way Coach Stoops and Coach White want them to, they're generating turnovers. They're swarming to the football. Uh, turnovers were a huge key in their victories at Tennessee and the victory against Mississippi State. I mean, they had three pick sixes in those two games. And so if you can get turnovers against Alabama, you're going to have a chance. You'll have a chance against anybody generating turnovers. But that's been a huge emphasis is swarming to the ball and, and getting those turnovers. And like Coach Stoop said in his press conference this week, he needs somebody to make play. And they've got those guys that can make plays, uh, but Alabama does as well on offense. So that mm -hmm. Alabama offense, Kentucky defense, will surely be something to keep an eye out for. Darren, I want to ask you about just the pace of play in this season. Uh, Alabama, we talked about before we started, hasn't played in two weeks. Does that provide any type of advantage for Kentucky, given the fact that they played Vandy last week? I think it could. You know, it just depends on, on how – I guess rusty, you could call it if you want to, how rusty Alabama looks not having played in two weeks. The other side of that coin is Alabama is going to be well-rested. And I think Kentucky was hoping to use that Vanderbilt game to maybe get a big lead early, rest some starters, get a lot of young guys some opportunities. They tried to do that in the fourth quarter. Everybody sees that 38-35 final score. Kentucky was up 38-21 in that game. For all intents and purposes, it was over. It was right where Kentucky wanted it. They just didn't finish well down the stretch and allowed the Commodores back in the game. Coach Stoops had to put his first string defense back into the game on that last drive. Vanderbilt still scored, so it left a sour taste in their mouths. But um, you, you look at – those situations, this is such a topsy-turvy year, man. And, and the SEC, this all-league schedule, uh, anything can happen. I've been really impressed with the way Alabama has just mowed through opponents this year. They don't seem phased by the roller coaster of the schedule. I think that's a credit to Coach Saban and his staff and the players because, uh, you know, I, I look at a team like Tennessee. They start off great winning at South Carolina and Missouri. And then all of a sudden, they're on a four-game losing streak. They've lost to Arkansas and some other teams that you feel like early in the year Tennessee was going to beat. So uh, Kentucky's dealt with some of that themselves. And I've been really impressed with the way Alabama has responded. And I would expect the Crimson Tide to be ready to roll this weekend. When you look at Kentucky, the program as a whole, all three facets of the game, what would you say – what are three things that you could put your hand on that you say Kentucky does really well and that's going to challenge Alabama on Saturday? Well, on offense, Kentucky, in the last couple of years, they've been able to run the football on teams when those opponents know they're going to run the football. You go back to last year, Led Bowden just really couldn't be stopped, and everybody knew it was coming. This year, you have Terry Wilson. Chris Rodriguez has turned into a feature tailback for this offense. So they've been able to run the football, but we're going to see Alabama, I'm sure, do like every other team and stack the box against them. Can Kentucky keep running the football like they have with success? Special teams – Max Duffy has just been an all-world punter for this group. Having said that, he's not available this weekend against Alabama, but the backup looked really good against Vanderbilt. And defensively, they just don't allow opponents to score points. The difference on the defense this year versus the last few seasons under Coach Stoops is they've had a hard time getting off the field on third down. I believe Vanderbilt was 11 of 17 on third down, and at one point they were 10 of 14. 
So Kentucky's had a hard time stopping drives, but they really have done a nice job of minimizing points until Vanderbilt scored 35 last Saturday. When you think about Alabama, you think about just the aura and had the dominance in the SEC. Is there any of that in this year, what's been such a weird year? Do you think there's any um, hesitancy in Kentucky coming in Tuscaloosa to play now the number one team in the country or Mark Stoops and his guys just totally ready, ready to take on the challenge? You know, I think that's a great question. And I would say on a normal week that might play a factor because I do think there is that aura. Teams know when Alabama pops up on the schedule, they know they circle that week, they look forward to it. And then when that week arrives, Alabama's on everything in the football complex. But this week has been a little different for Kentucky with the passing of their offensive line coach, John Schlarman. The services were Monday. So it's been a very emotional week for this team. I know they're going to be ready to go Saturday. They're going to be playing for him. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion. I'm really looking to see if Kentucky can channel that emotion into the right areas to compete against the Crimson Tide on Saturday. And the other thing that you kind of wonder about when you do have such a high emotion, high energy, especially if they start the game that way, will it last the four quarters? Sometimes teams get really overhyped. They start off great. We've seen this against Alabama. Teams come out and score with them early and then kind of fade down the stretch as that adrenaline goes away. But it's been a very emotional week for Kentucky, and I know they're going to want to play for Coach Slarman this Saturday and show up against Alabama. So I, I think they're going to come ready to go. And then, Darren, on that note, what can you tell me more about Coach Slarman and the legacy that he left up for that team in Kentucky, but not just the football team, the athletic department, the community in general. What legacy does he leave behind? Man, uh, that question, you and I could be here all day answering. Uh, he was just a wonderful individual. Um, he meant the world, not only to this program, but the Lexington community. He was Kentucky through and through. And the players have shared stories this week about how, you know, he wasn't doing well. Uh, the last few days and they would go and visit him in the hospital and he wouldn't want to talk about how he's doing what is going on he would specifically just want to talk football uh, he would call up the coaches after a practice that he watched on video and he would say guys they're not doing this right we have to work on this and he would set up drills for the next day Landon Young has spoke about that at length about how coach Slarman was just all about getting this team ready to succeed on Saturday until the very end. And, uh, you know, it was a very beautiful service they had at Kroger Field for him. Um, and it's just uh, – it's a, it's a loss that I, I know Kentucky is feeling right now, but I'm not sure it's going to totally hit until the dust settles on the season and they go into the off season where things kind of settle a little bit. But uh, this is a big loss that's going to be felt for a long time. Absolutely. And I know people around the SEC and around college football have been sending their condolences and memories and talking about him a lot this week. And so, Darren, I want to ask you kind of as we wrap up here, ending on a little bit higher note um, and changing course of pace a little bit. Uh, we, we jumped to men's basketball. Of course, if we're going to talk about Kentucky, we got to talk about men's basketball. That's I went right. made a trip up to Lexington last year, had the the famed soft serve ice cream um, inside Rupp Arena. But with the NBA draft tonight, what can you tell me about Coach Cal's guys? Alabama fans have their eyes on Kyra Lewis, uh, maybe a, a lottery pick. But what's your prediction for the NBA draft tonight specifically as it relates to Kentucky? 
Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of eyes are on Tyrese Maxey. Man, what a dynamic player he was. Um, you know, we, we, uh, I think he's a guy to watch, potentially go uh, early. Um, I'm trying to think of who all we have out there right now because it pretty much was the whole uh, roster off last year's team. But I think Maxey's the one that's been getting a lot of attention. And um, it's going to be – Fun to see those guys get the, get their looks, get their opportunities. I know Kentucky fans are going to be excited. They're excited about this year's team, too. We've got a lot of talented freshmen. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. But I think Tyrese Maxey is one of the guys that we could see go early. As a big basketball fan, uh, I've, going up to Rupp Arena last January was something I will never forget. And not for the ice cream, but for the experience. I mean, you talk about fans on their feet, fans that love basketball. Um, and it's that way for men's and women's, too. I know you're closely involved with the women's basketball program, but just mind-boggling to see how much they love it, how much they're involved. I mean, they're up, fans are up. It's right outside a hotel. We're staying at the hotel connected to Rupp. Just an incredible, incredible atmosphere. And for me, being a big basketball guy, I loved every second of it, except, of course, when Alabama, you know, couldn't quite hang on. But that's a story for another time. Darren, thank you so much for your time on this game week and looking forward to Saturday's matchup between Alabama and Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely, William. I appreciate you having me. It should be a fun game Saturday in Tuscaloosa, and we're looking forward to the trip. Thanks again to Darren Hedrick, the studio host for the Kentucky Sports Network, for joining the Galloway Podcast. Great to talk to him and get his preview not only on Kentucky football, but Kentucky basketball as well. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know I'm a big basketball fan So getting to talk to him about a little hoops is always fun. And that's what we're going to do now in Around Alabama Athletics. The NBA draft is tonight. Obviously, normally it'd be in the summer. 2020's been a whirlwind. We don't even need to get into that. But Kyra Lewis, a projected lottery pick, falling somewhere between, I mean, who knows, 8 to 14, could drop late first round, depending on how things go tonight. But Let's just look through this right now. A lot of talk about Kyra and the Knicks. Coach Oates has talked about him. They've con- The Knicks have contacted Coach Oates. And so we just look at, at, the, at a couple picks here. The Knicks are 8. The Wizards are 9. The Suns are 10. San Antonio Spurs at 11. I would love to see Kyra go 11, go to the Spurs, learn from Coach Popovich. A lot of people now that CP3 has been traded to Phoenix are saying they'd love to see him 10 to the Suns, learn from Chris Paul, develop as a point guard in the NBA. And one thing about Kyra Lewis we got to keep in mind when it comes to tonight's draft. Kyra is extremely young. He's extremely talented. He's got two years of college experience under his belt, and he's he's so young, and he's so good. His youth and his experience is going to take him a long way. He's by no means am I saying he's going to go be an all-star in the first two or three years of his NBA career, but because of his experience and because of his skill set, this guy is going to go a long way. The Kings are at 12, Pelicans are at 13, Celtics 14, Magic at 15, and we know there's going to be some trades. We know there's going to be some turnover, so that's just kind of a look at the NBA draft for you tonight. I'm really excited to see where he ends up, and as we just talked about with Darren, Kentucky guys are going to be all over the board tonight, especially Tyrese Maxey, a special, special player that played for Coach Cal last year. 
Also in Alabama athletics, fall seasons have been wrapping up. The Alabama volleyball team finished their regular season this past Monday. They lost to LSU, and they finished their fall campaign 2-6. and six. So a bit of a struggle, uh, time of struggle for this Alabama volleyball program. But this year has been weird and trying to get adjusted. Uh, Coach Lindsey Devine trying to get her players, the program, you know, headed in the right direction the way she wants to do things. So, We'll see what happens in the future there, but Alabama volleyball finishes their fall season two and six. Alabama soccer, meanwhile, finished two, five, and two. They lost to LSU in the first round of the SEC tournament, and this wasn't great. Alabama entered the SEC tournament playing last Friday night against LSU. The Crimson Tide was number 11 out of 14 teams. LSU was number 14. They hadn't won a conference game or a match, really for that matter, because we only played conference match matches all year. And they go in and they beat Alabama 2-0 to zero Friday night. Just not ideal if you're the Crimson Tide, obviously. But that's the update on Alabama soccer finishing 2-5-2. and two. Of course, kickoff is at 3 p.m. this week on the SEC Network. Saturday in Tuscaloosa, Alabama versus Kentucky inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. Alabama football is back. We want to remind everybody to participate in the Galloway Podcast score prediction. That comes out Friday morning. All you have to do is reply to my tweet with your score prediction for Alabama versus Kentucky. The winner gets a golf towel or a mug or a tumbler, whatever we're feeling when we send out the tweet. That is is the prize on the line, and all you have to do is respond with a score prediction. Easiest thing you'll do on Twitter all week. Side note, Twitter fleets are now a thing. They're kind of like stories, Instagram stories, Snapchat stories, and I couldn't think of anything worse. I mean, if I cared about your story on Instagram, I really don't, and I'm lying, and I certainly don't care about your story on Twitter, so sorry for the little side note there, but... Twitter fleets, I hope to see them go. They haven't even been active for 24 hours, and they are just terrible. But I'll get off my little rampage on that. want to remind everybody the Galloway Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. Thank you for listening to today's episode, episode 58 of the Galloway Podcast, where we talked to Darren Hedrick of the Kentucky Sports Network. We went around Alabama athletics and As always, we started with what's new, looking around the SEC and college football. Basketball season is just around the corner, folks. We're going to have a basketball preview coming up here in a couple weeks with former Alabama men's basketball player Lawson Schaefer. So stay tuned for that. Until then, this is the Galloway Podcast, episode 58. The Galloway Podcast, where there's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Galloway.